addictions. How we gon' follow our dreams locked in a prison? They try to swallow me whole, God be my witness. Deprive me out of my dreams, but I'm really You are listening to Believe by Meek Mill featuring Justin Timberlake and welcome guys into the In My Own Words NFL podcast. I'm your host Aaron Templin. It is May 7th, 2020. Short milestone hit here podcast episode number five and today I'll be talking about just some current hot topics that are going around in the NFL. So last episode I went through the 2020 AFC and NFC record predictions for every single team the NFL schedule is expected to be released today, actually, Thursday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. Um, no international games will be taking place uh, this year due to COVID-19. So games in London and Mexico have been rescheduled back into the United States. And the NFL is potentially looking to have the first four games of the season be all AFC versus NFC matchups as well. So before we get started in today's episode, just another quick update and thanks for the 1,000 plus Instagram followers and a name change update. I joined a new affiliation, uh, Leaving Nation, so you guys can now follow me at Fins, F-I-N-S, underscore, all day, A-L-L-D-A-Y. And with that, let's get into some hot topics going around the NFL. <clears throat> First off... A uh, very sad day for the NFL on May 4th, the death of legendary head coach of the Miami Dolphins and Colts, Don Shula, born January 4th, 1930, and passed away three days ago on May 4th, 2020. Legendary coach was 90 years old, had the most impressive resume um, any coach will probably have in the National Football League, a two-time Super Bowl champion with the Miami Dolphins. Led the team to the only perfect season to date still in NFL history during their Super Bowl run in 1972. And he's a four-time Coach of the Year, which leads the NFL. He's also the all-time leader in victories with 347 wins during his total of 33 coaching seasons in the NFL. Now, obviously, I wasn't really, I wasn't born and alive during the Don Shula era, but how he stayed incorporated within the Miami Dolphins organization was always so special and seeing him on the sidelines, um, helping Dan Marino out, being a mentor to new head coaches that the Dolphins have hired over the past few years, um, still being a major part of the organization today. Um, I respect Don Shula tremendously. I think he's done a phenomenal job for the organization historically, but also during the last few years as a fan, um, the times I've gotten to see him, he's been a great mentor. Um, a great teacher, and just really involved. You can tell that he has a lot of passion and love for the game and the Dolphins organization. One thing I was happy that the Dolphins were able to do for him is that they were able to have a toasting celebration during their last home game against, I think it was the Bengals last season at home. They brought the members of the 1972 team out, Don Shula out, <clears throat> had a big toast celebrating their perfect season. So I'm really happy that Don Shula was able to share in that moment while he was still alive last season. Some quotes from around the league. Obviously, it affected many people in a variety of ways. First, Don Shula, when he spoke with head coach Brian Flores, um, he stated that Brian Flores will do a great job as Dolphins head coach. Our talks revolved around toughness, intelligence, and discipline, three things that Shula was very um, adamant about in his coaching career. And something I feel that Brian Flores has taken the heart. He really installed a winning mentality teaching his young guys and even some the few veteran players that they have about being tough, um, intelligent, not only physically but mentally as well, and just being a much more disciplined football team. I think he did a great job in his first tenure last season, and 
will continue to do so for the Dolphins. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell released this quote. He said, quote, Don Shula will always be remembered as one of the greatest coaches and contributors in the history of our game, the winningest coach in NFL history, and the only one to lead a team to a perfect season. Coach Shula lived an unparalleled football life, unquote. The Miami Dolphins organization obviously released a quote as well saying, Don Shula was the patriarch of the Miami Dolphins for 50 years. He brought the winning edge to our franchise and put the Dolphins in the city of Miami in the national sports scene, unquote. Very, very true. Um, obviously, like I said, rich history with the Dolphins, just had a tremendous resume. Definitely put this team um, in historical context and the city of Miami on the map. And then head coach, obviously probably the best coach in football right now, Patriots head coach Bill Belichick released the following statement saying, quote, Don Chula is one of the all-time great coaching figures and the standard for consistency and leadership in the NFL, unquote. Now, obviously, uh, there's some rumors going around the league that Shula wasn't obvious, wasn't Belichick's biggest fan, um, but obviously the respect level between the two legendary coaches is extremely high. Um, many more people spoke out, players, coaches, um, organizations as a whole, releasing statements and quotes, but those are just um, four of the ones that I thought were most prominent. Um, showing some great respect and recognition for head coach Don Shula. Bill Belichick is chasing Don Shula's record. He has 237 wins, and obviously Don Shula's record of 347. Bill Belichick is 68 years old. He probably will still be coaching for a few more years, but I feel he needs to have a few perfect seasons, maybe a handful of 13-3, and 14-2 seasons to even come close to catching up to Don Shula. I think Belichick will retire before he gets up to Don Shula's record. I think Shula will continue to hold on to that record, um, which will be very good for him. But right now, Bill Belichick is chasing that record um, against legendary head coach Don Shula. Like I said, I think he needs a lot of perfect seasons, a lot of much more winning seasons as the Patriots have been accustomed to the past few years. But with the loss of Tom Brady um, and the quarterback position in question, we just don't know where this organization is going to go. Certainly don't want to discount them. Um, a Bill Belichick coach Patriots team finds ways to win in all sorts of circumstances just because they lose one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history doesn't necessarily mean they will see a major decline, if any decline at all. But chances are is that they won't be pulling in as many wins with Tom Brady gone. So I think Don Shula will hold on to his all-time winning record and stay ahead of Bill Belichick. Um, for NFL history, and I don't think any coach actually will catch up to Don Shula. So rest in peace, coach. Um, much sadness brought upon the NFL. This man did a tremendous job um, for my favorite team's franchise personally and just impacted the world of sports um, in an outstanding way. So rest in peace, coach. We'll miss you. Going into segment number two, Andy Dalton signed to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, many of you guys think that Dalton will be the backup quarterback for Dallas, but there actually could be a chance that Andy Dalton could be under center starting for the Dallas Cowboys even as early as week one. Skip Bayless claims that Jerry Jones has, quote, a long fuse, but when it goes, it explodes, and he moves on to the next guy rapidly, unquote. <clears throat> Obviously, this is in relation to the ongoing tedious contract negotiations that Dak Prescott is um, going through with the Dallas Cowboys. They still don't have this guy signed, and they signed Andy Dalton to a one-year, $3 million deal with the Cowboys before they locked down their franchise quarterback. So there could be some inside animosity 
just with that alone. But Skip Bayless thinks that the contract talks with Dak Prescott have drawn way out, that Jerry Jones may think Prescott could hold out for the season. Um, much like many players in the past have done, he could miss actual regular season game time if Dak decides to hold out. So he, um, Bayless thinks that Jerry Jones threw that, and based on how the contract negotiations have been going, that um, Dalton was convinced by Jerry that he could actually get some legitimate playing time and potentially be the starter for this organization, and, and that's why Andy Dalton decided to sign with the Cowboys. Bayless thinks Jerry Jones persuaded Dalton to sign with Dallas, that Dalton has been saying things such as he can't wait to work with Mike McCarthy, he can't wait to compete in games to win and get playing time with Dallas. So those three things right there just sound like the mentality of a guy who thinks he will be the starting quarterback for this team. Now, Andy Dalton, um, in fact, just yesterday was quoted saying that Dak is the starter after he signed his $3 million deal with the Cowboys, which also gives him $4 million in incentives. Um, so Dallas definitely has an interesting quarterback situation here. Obviously, I think they have a better chance of winning with Dak Prescott under center. Just has much more chemistry with the guys that he's been around with since the start of his career. I think um, Andy Dalton is a little bit more of a gunslinger that could put Dallas in some dangerous situations, turning the football over too much. Uh, and obviously, I think Dak Prescott is just the better player at this point in time and at both men's stages in their career. But it definitely is interesting that Jerry Jones perhaps persuaded Andy Dalton to come to Dallas to potentially be the starter for this team. Maybe not in week one, but if Dak Prescott struggles and the win-loss records also aren't there, maybe Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones could make the switch to the redhead Andy Dalton. I mean, this guy still is a good quarterback. I mean, obviously he struggled his last few years in Cincinnati, never really got him a playoff win, but Andy Dalton is a solid backup quarterback, um, and he can start certainly for a variety of teams around the league, I think. Yeah, this guy has some tangibles. He has some good pocket presence. He can get the ball deep downfield to um, big-name receivers with a deep threat. We saw that a lot with A.J. Green. He connected a lot with Tyler Eifert during um, his tenure at tight end in Cincinnati. So, I mean, this guy is a good enough quarterback, I think, to compete in games and win games. I don't think he's as good at Dak, as Dak Prescott. I think Prescott definitely gives Dallas the better chance to win the division and compete for a Super Bowl this year. But based on how contract negotiations have gone, don't be surprised if you see Andy Dalton as the starter for this team somewhere down the line in the 2020 season. Going into the next topic, Jadavian Clowney and Leonard Fournette, what the heck is going on with these guys? Two of the best free agent guys still out there on the market, perhaps looking for new teams, looking to stay with the, their original teams. A lot of controversy surrounding these guys. I'm personally surprised that neither have found new, new teams yet. I know at some point Clowney and Fournette were both looking at potentially going to Miami or Philadelphia, or a different team within their respective divisions. Um, so a defensive end, Clowney, somehow still finds himself as a free agent. He spent five years with the Houston Texans before spending his last season with the Seattle Seahawks. Career-wise, 236 tackles, 32 sacks, and one interception. This guy is a very good defensive player. His problem is his injuries. He has a lot of issues staying healthy, so a lot of teams don't really want to take the risk on that. And maybe that's what Seattle's thinking. I mean, this guy is demanding high price value, and he certainly is deserving of it. I think he has the potential to play up to a high market value, but he has to stay healthy for 16-plus ga games during the season. He has to play the entirety of the regular season, and he has to contribute. He needs to put pressure on the quarterback, needs to get those sacks, force fumbles. And like I said, that one interception in his career, 
as well as a DE is also very impressive. This, so this guy has all the tangibles to be a very good defensive end in the National Football League. He just has to stay healthy and continue being a big contributor on the defensive side of the ball throughout the entirety of the regular season and really make his big impactful plays when it matters most in the postseason as well. Clowney released the following statement saying, quote, I hope we, in reference to Seattle, can work something out if anything happens. I did like it up there. I love Russ. I love all the guys I played with. I love Seattle, unquote. So Jadavian Clowney, obviously very fond of playing in Seattle, loves the starting quarterback, Russell Wilson, who doesn't, one of the best in the game right now, loves Pete Carroll, loves the coaching staff, and loves the guys. And I mean, who won? I mean, Seattle is consistently competing for championships every single year. They're almost always in the playoffs. They have a powerhouse team offensively and defensively. And this team should be very dangerous next season. I mean, if I was a JV and Clowney, I would definitely want to lock down a long-term contract with the Seattle Seahawks because they're just such a prestigious franchise that I feel will be competing for championships for years to come. And Pete Carroll, one of the oldest coaches in the league, but he's also one of the smartest, one of the most intelligent, and really knows how to coach football players. I mean, he installs toughness, discipline, um, mental and physical just hard work out of these players every single year. Definitely one of the greatest coaches currently in our era. So I think Clowney would be smart if he can negotiate and settle on a contract in Seattle. Obviously, with the COVID-19 restrictions, Clowney hasn't been able to get a proper medical exam um, to clear him from his past injuries, to just assure teams that, you know, this guy is truly healthy. So that has been an, an issue landing a lucrative contract for him. But I think Clowney, he doesn't really, since he doesn't really have the opportunity to talk with many different teams and get this physical done to potentially reach out in free agency and get signed, I think he, due to COVID-19, I do think he will end up staying with Seattle. I think he will stay healthy next season. I think he will be impactful for the Seahawks on the defensive side of the ball. Leonard Fournette, obviously really strong rookie campaign out of this guy. He spent three years with Jacksonville. His last two haven't been anything special. He's also struggled a lot with injuries, specifically with his hamstring and knee. Uh, Fournette was rumored to potentially be signed by the Dolphins and other teams looking to upgrade their running back position. Um, he, this guy was a big question mark in free agency and throughout the draft. I mean, um, teams were obviously calling in, seeing if they could trade for him. A lot of interest out of this guy because he does have the potential to be one of the best running backs in the National Football League. However, the Jaguars general manager released a statement, I believe two days ago, saying that Leonard Fournette, despite all the speculation, despite all the trade rumors and everything, he will be on the Jaguars roster in 2020. So that pretty much settles the debate. They're going to get Fournette locked down on a contract. Expect to see him in a Jaguars uniform next year. Like I said, he spent three years with Jacksonville, totaling 2,631 yards and 17 touchdowns. Much like Clowney, if this guy can just stay healthy, I think he could be very impactful for Jacksonville. Unfortunately, this team isn't as good as when they made it to the AFC Championship game. But if Fournette can stay healthy, I think that he can be a catalyst for maybe getting them back in a competing state. I'm not going to say AFC Championship game yet, but maybe a playoff run. Moving into the final segment of the day, the NFL obviously working with COVID-19 and the CDC. Everyone's wondering, is there going to be football um, come September? Is the regular season going to be pushed back? 
Will it be canceled? Will, will fans be allowed in the stadium? Obviously, we talked about a little earlier, international games in London and Mexico have been brought back into the United States. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, is assuring that there will be football in 2020. The plan is to start everything on time. Nothing's been rescheduled. The, like, um, the schedule itself might be adjusted, like I said, where they play the first four games, AFC versus NFC, um, first. But it looks like we will have, for the most part, a normal football schedule. Um, obviously, if COVID has another outbreak or something, it, it could change the NFL's plans, whether they delay the season mid-season or if they decide to push dates back or something like that. But the plan is to have football in 2020 normally and keep all the scheduled dates as far as a 17-week schedule. They might eliminate bye weeks um, to shorten the season a little bit and maybe shorten preseason as well. But from what I'm hearing is that the season will pretty much run normally. So with, um, playoff dates, Super Bowl dates, things like that, as of now, are still scheduled. Oh, opening kickoff, all that stuff is still scheduled to take place as <clears throat> anticipated originally. Now it comes down to Will fans be allowed back in the stadium? Fans were polled worldwide to see whether they would want to have sports return sooner with no fans or wait to have fans be allowed back in the stadiums. Obviously talking about soccer, NBA, NHL, all that stuff. And fans prefer to have sports come back before they come back, which is completely understandable. The sports world has been shut down for a few months now, obviously everyone, sport sport fans and casual or hardcore are missing, watching NBA games, NHL games, soccer games, and obviously worried about football. Even the XFL was exciting to watch. So I, I agree with the fans. I would like to see uh, sports just return, even with, if there's no fans in the audience. You know, wrestling organizations like, like the WWE and AEW are putting on shows with no crowd, and it does have a significant effect of how exciting it can be but I do agree with the fans that I would rather at least see them resume the seasons without the fans than have them postponed further or canceled completely but the good news for the NFL is that teams are already putting a plan in place to allow fans to take part in the 2020 season and support their teams the Miami Dolphins became the first team to reveal their plans to have fans in attendance for NFL games and other teams are trying to model after this protocol. So what the Miami Dolphins organization suggested in a five-point plan is that they will have colored dots on the ground um, in the parking lot, separating fans of how close they can tailgate together and whatnot. And these dots will also lead to the entrance gates in six-foot um, intervals to maintain social distancing um, restrictions. They also are limiting to... Um, fan attendance to 15,000 fans only per game. Now, obviously, stadiums around the world hold a lot more than that. Hard Rock Stadium, where the Dolphins play itself, can hold a capacity of 66,000. So it is a significant drop in fans, but obviously cutting it um, down that much obviously gets a decent amount of fans in the stadium, but can be they can be spread out so they can follow the social distancing guidelines. So that is the plan, to have 15,000 fans allowed Per game, they're going to space out the seating to follow social distancing guidelines. So fans are, even if you're with friends or family, will be like sitting every other seat or every other two seats, things like that, spread out completely so they maintain the six-foot distance. Um, it will kind of look like a preseason and kind of like empty stadiums, but, you know, 15,000 fans is better than no fans. 
And then obviously Hard Rock Stadium will implement hardcore cleaning, disinfection, and disease prevention practices to help clean the entirety of the stadium. Dolphins CEO released the following statement saying, when our fans, players, and staff return to Hard Rock Stadium, we want them to have peace of mind that we are doing everything we can to create the safest and healthiest environment possible while they can escape from the world and enjoy some football. That was a statement released from the Dolphins organization. And then obviously when the games are over, their plan is to have the fans exit the stadium kind of like a church style. By row, by row, by row, fans will stand up, walk out, and everyone else will be required to remain in their seats until that row exits, until the next row exits, and so on and so on. So <clears throat> question is, will this work? Personally, I think it's a great idea. I, obviously, we're still talking a few months in ahead. I mean, we're only at May 7th here. Countries are starting to reopen their economy. Um, we still have to wait and see the effects of that, if it's going to have a surge um, in cases and deaths. Obviously, it, it probably will with the expansion of testing. And as we open the economy, it's only pl possible or plausible that more deaths and more cases will be re reported. But if we do it slowly and in a smart way, I think the country can get reopened um, at a reasonable, reasonable and safe pace to try to limit the increase so we don't have a tremendous surge. And as far as this plan is, I mean, like I said, we're talking all the way in September still. I mean, we still have the rest of the month of May, June, July, and August. That's almost like four months until we're talking about this. So these, these plans could change. I mean, you never know what can happen. This thing I don't think will die down drastically that they can just scratch this whole plan and let all 66,000 fans in. But four months from now, I think this is a very reasonable, very well thought out plan to try to keep the NFL, um, to try to keep the NFL fans involved and try to have a regular season without pushing dates back. I think it's a very reasonable plan four months down the line. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how the world is going to be. But I think this coronavirus will die down drastically um, four months from now. But obviously, this is just a tentative plan. Nothing's guaranteed yet. I personally think it's a great idea from the NFL. Hopefully, more teams release protocols like this to see what their ideas can be. And then obviously, the owners and um, the commissioner will collaborate and make a decision. But I think it's very possible that fans will be allowed in the stadiums. And I think the NFL will have a regular, regular season on time. So that's it for me, guys. Those were some four hot topics going around the NFL right now that I wanted to talk about with you guys. Let me know your opinions on my Instagram in the comments section. Make sure to smash the follow button on Spotify and on my Instagram page. I've had a lot of um, interactions with different podcast pages. I've enjoyed listening to your guys' content. I've followed you on Spotify and Podbean and other platforms as well. I've enjoyed listening to them as well. Um, interacting with some guys through the, through the DMs. And I know a lot of people are trying to get some collaborations together. So if anyone is interested, if you have a podcast or would like to do an interview, anyone who would like to do a collaboration, I'm all for it. Just um, private message me and we can arrange something. Like I said, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Spotify and hope everyone has a great day. Stay safe, guys. And a shout out, one more thing, a shout out to the class of 2020, high school seniors, college graduates. I know you guys are graduating this Saturday. I know prom has um, been gone, taken away. I know graduations aren't going to be what they normally are, and a lot of people are upset about that. But congratulations to everyone. I'm a 2020 college graduate senior myself, so I completely understand. But congratulations on wherever you're graduating from, high school, college, whatever university, whatever school. 
Uh, big congrats. Stay strong and try to make the most of your next opportunity in life. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.